Hello world, welcome to Code Marshall. My name is Raj Budathoki. You can find us in Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. In our previous episodes, we have listened to horrendous personal life stories, their struggle living in refugee camps, and their lives after resettlement in the various Western countries. Today, of course, we will listen to the personal experience of our guest, but more importantly, we will devolve into more technical issues that steamed mass expulsion of Lhotsamkha speakers or the Lhotsamkha population in the early 1990s. Our guest today is D.P. Kafle. He is a human rights activist, Mr. Kafle was politically active in the early 1990s. He's still active today. He worked for postal services and telegraph and did social work at his village. He volunteered at one of the most places ever conducted by the government of Bhutan in 1979. Mr. Kafle left Bhutan in 1989 and continued to contribute to human rights and conflict resolution in Bhutan. He has taken conflict transformation across cultures in school for international training in Brattleboro, Vermont. Mr. Kafle is a recipient of International Human Rights Award in 2008 in Amritsar, Punjab, India. Mr. Kafle, welcome to the court martial. Uh, thank you, Mr. Suraj. Well, congratulations, Mr. Kafle. Bhutan is now what you have imagined 30 years ago. How do you feel looking at the progress made in Bhutan? Actually, I feel that any country cannot progress by throwing out its citizens and not giving rights to promote the promote and preserve their diverse culture. As you have already shared your disagreement over the progress made in Bhutan, let's talk about it. In retrospect, what Bhutan looked like before the passage of the Nationality Act in 1958? Actually, this National Act 1958 doesn't make any sense because most of the ministries were established established after 1960, but it uh, did provide citizenship rights to the people living in Bhutan and completely stopped the illegal immigration from 1959. This Nationality Act is the most liberal in Bhutan's history. Do you know what changed the attitude of the Bhutanese government to revise it in 1977 and to supersede yet again in 1985? Actually, everyone knows the Citizenship Act was not here, which made majority of the family divided. The subsequent census required the people to produce an OC, no objection certificate, even though uh, they had the citizenship card with them. Even though people were born and lived there for generations, this citizenship act has only agenda that is to create unsafe environment to the Losampas and to drive them away. I see. So, you know, you talk about NOC and also when we talk about Bhutan, we always you know, uh, talk about, uh, you know, one people, one nation policy and GNA. What was Bhutan's psychology behind bringing this policy, one people, one nation policy? But one should be misinterpreting. Do you think, wh what is the right uh, interpretation of this in you know, one people, one nation policy? The policy was brought for Bhutanization okay. under the policy of one people, one na nation. Wearing Go and Kira, speaking Jongha language compuls was compulsory, mandating one language, culture, religion, drug, 
employees who would put an stripping of their citizenry rights is pure pure abuse of human rights and it's it is said to uh, sad to say that this happened in my own country and sad that many western countries know bhutan as a land of peaceful dragon and happiness exile bhutanese alleged that the census conducted in 1988 was designed to expel uh, mostly lotsampa why do you think the way the census conducted in 1988 was wrong the census in 1988 was grand design or divide and rule dividing a family into seven categories f1 to f7 f1 means the pure bhutanese other policies implementation had hurt the lotsampa population uh, mostly the bhutan people one nation policy chawa another important thing is that we should uh, mark is chawa sum chawa sum okay. means three, three elements king country and the people gross mm-hmm. nation national happiness religious education culture how many lotsampas are now in bhutan do you have any knowledge how many you know how they are doing uh, actually even the government i think cannot produce the data actual data but to mm-hmm. my knowledge uh, there are around 250000 still inside bhutan uh, they they obey the discriminatory law and always be yes men for their survival they cannot go against the king country and the people which is sawashum if anybody choose to do so they will be treated accordingly to the article 4 of nationality act 1992 which says whoever involved engage in terrorism acts against sawashum or mm-hmm. attempt to solve punish with death or be sentenced for life imprisonment is this article still in the current constitution of bhutan yeah it is still there okay praise that the lotsampa used or other western human rights activists they use is cultural genocide do you believe on that do you agree that bhutan committed cultural genocide or is still committing cultural genocide in bhutan actually it is still continue the cultural genocide like uh, before hinduism and buddhism were in practice mm-hmm. christianity were totally banned hindu uh, and the sect of buddhism from eastern bhutan were attacked mm-hmm. or hindu organization are not banned but discouraged even in the constitution constitution recognized buddhism as the state spiritual heritage provides for freedom of religion and bans discrimination based on religion benefits at the same time hmm. religious act of bhutan control or doesn't allow christianity even hindu to register their organization bhutan there are over 1000 buddhist organization currently uh, in practice It is not just you know expelled or exiled Bhutanese raising their voice against Bhutan but international community keep questioning Bhutan about treatment to Lotsampa population during uh, universal periodic review in United Nations UK and Northern Ireland raised minority rights especially of the uh, Nepali speaking population Belgium and the Netherlands Spain mm-hmm. especially asked about repatriation of Bhutanese refugees and Germany mm-hmm. asked about the religious rights pointing religious organization act of 2005 that limits the free exercise of religion mm-hmm. what exile Bhutanese human rights organizations and even civil society doing on this front do you have any idea yeah actually uh, we have written many petition to the various organization 
international organizations and even uh, to the government, different governments. There should be some independent international organization to mutually settle our cause. And though it, the phase is over because most of our friends have been resettled in eight poor countries, United Nations is the one uh, that can mediate. Okay, so you are a frontline human rights activist. You have traveled the world and attended and presented at various human rights conferences. Is there any other example in the world like this was solved uh, mutually? Not seen which is solved mutually, but there should be third party involved to solve this problem. Repartition should be there safety, security and dignity and honor to their original homeland with the involvement of any internationally recognized organization as third party. This problem cannot be solved mutually as there are no impartial rights organizations functioning in Bhutan till now. In your expert opinion, how would this problem be solved so that both the involved parties would win? Yeah, I've already mentioned that there should be an independent international organization mediating as mutual settling phase is uh, over. There should not partial, very independent organization which can mediate in between the refugees, uh, Nepal and Bhutan, Bhutan stock. Hello world, this is Suraj. Uh, you can find us in Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Uh, before we you know, sign up, do you have anything to say? Yeah, from our side, for more than three decades has been passed. There seems uh, no green signal from Bhutanese side. So I request all the international communities to come in forefront and mediate our cause so that we can be repatriated and be happy to stay in our own country like other international communities are staying. Great. Thank you for your time. This is Suraz signing up from Court Marshal. We will be back next week with a different episode. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Suraj, for giving me chance to express my views on my country. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.